Matt syncing audio. One, two, three. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. Do you Josh. remember uh, uh, Tim Allen? Well, oh my God. also. What's up? You you keep maybe it's the internet because you keep um every once in a while yours uh-huh. glitches out for a second lags yeah so obviously that wouldn't be a problem since you're recording but yeah I might lag but well whatever the audio is gonna be fine the audio is gonna be but, fine but uh yeah. we're each independent but, uh, recording hi Josh what it's been a while it's been a while oh, that's a weird place to start off <laughs> why <laughs> I don't know it's uh, okay. What? To call it out, yeah, I don't yeah. know. No, it it's part okay. of the process. We it, yeah. we haven't recorded in a while. What, what happened? We did we have Christmas? We had a Christmas. We had a Christmas. You you got COVID. Oh shit! Yeah, I got and COVID, then, and then we didn't come back for a long time. <laughs> yeah, but I think we were both pretty busy. It wasn't yeah. just that because no, it's yeah. what it's Valentine's Day is tomorrow. It's yeah, been a so while. It's, it's been two months. It's been two months since our last episode, which is fine. It just I got a haircut. Yeah. Um, so did I. Yeah. You, oh yeah, you got a haircut. We got haircuts. Uh huh. On top and no, I'm not going there. I didn't down below. I'll be <laughs> honest. Man, I haven't I haven't trimmed anything down there in a while. But uh, I Mom, shaved stop my listening. Hobbit feet. <laughs> All right, and then welcome to consume content, where we help you find the best content to consume. I'm Josh, and this is Matt. I'm Matt. Today we'll be discussing the toys that made us and the movies that made us available on Netflix, I believe, right now. Mm -hmm. And remember, if you want to join the discussion, what? No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. If you want to join the discussion, jump in our Discord server. It's called the group chat, and it'll be linked in the description of wherever you're listening or watching this podcast, typically Spotify or YouTube. But. Uh, I want to go over this documentary series that I think the first, the original is called The Toys That Made Us, and the second one is called The Movies That Made Us. And obviously, one documentary series covers toys, the other covers movies. But I believe each one has about three to four seasons, and each season is about two to three episodes. And these are just, it's a very fun and lighthearted documentary series about toys and movies and if you if you're a big movie buff and if you're a big you know you don't have to be a big toy buff or if you're just or if you're just buff if you're just buff you know if you're just buff (laughs) you might like these documentary documentaries if you hit the gym a lot if you hit the gym every minute of every day you're gonna love this because it sort of i mean everybody loves like trivia and whatnot i don't know where i'm going with this i just love this documentary series because the stories behind these toys and these movies are so interesting and the toys that made us covers toys like my little pony gi joe power rangers toys like it goes over the history of a lot of he-man there's so many interesting stories and like secrets that were like you know kept hidden for like did you know for an example i'm gonna try not to spoil anything but leave little like teases 
Wait, how how do you spoil a documentary? Are there a lot of plot twists? Yes, because these things are not well known. The things that it goes over, they have a lot of interviews with people who were there, people who worked at these companies, worked on these movies, right? And it's a lot of it's like personal anecdotes and it really helps build the narratives around the events that occurred when these toys and movies were made. And it's so interesting. Did like did you know? I mean, it doesn't sound like a big surprise, right? Knowing like corporations and whatnot, but the CEO of Mattel, I believe she was the CEO, one of the founders of Mattel, the lady who brought Barbie to life, right? Was essentially It was con- in fact a lady. It was a lady. She was in fact convicted of like fraud at her company and then had to resign. Like, she essentially lost all power over her company. I'm not even, like, I don't know to what extent it was, but she was, like, her name was never to be spoken at Mattel. Like, they could. She was Voldemort. Basically, because. (laughs) She was Mattel Voldemort. (laughs) She was Mattel Voldemort. That's an interesting name. But, like, it took decades for her to be brought back into Mattel. Um, and it's so weird. There's so like that's and that's just in the episode about Barbie. The episode about Barbie is so surprising. If you know nothing so, about Barbie, even if you what's so up? they're not. I mean, it's a documentary series, but it's on, Netflix. it's on Netflix. It sounds like it's not like it's not at all dry. Like they keep it no. pretty interesting. It's not dry. There's infographics. There there's a lot of presentation. A lot of interviews. Uh, there's a narrator with a cheery voice. It's by <laughs> is he no, British? No. But by no means is this like a boring documentary. This is not something... It's not something I fell asleep to, right? It's not like... It's not David Attenborough, like Planet Earth and whatnot. Hey. I'm, not, I'm not saying that's boring. What I'm saying is he has a very soothing tone. It's What's wrong easy. with David Addy? There's nothing wrong with David Addy. All right? David Addy... I'm just saying David Addy puts me to sleep. He puts He calms me down. <laughs> Right? He's too comforting. He takes me to bed. Anyway, it's... <laughs> Wait, hold on. Wait, no, 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 no. Wait. Tell me more. He puts Describe me to bed. This. He puts me to sleep. Right? He tucks you in. He gives you a little... He tells me about the mammals. Warm milk. <laughs> anyway, so this is... It's... It's, they're yeah. delivering us. They're delivering stories about these franchises through the people that were there, right? So the um, unfortunately they don't get to interview you know the lady who started Mattel with her husband because I think she's passed away. But occasionally they'll be because these companies are so big and they were like they had so many franchises un- underneath them. You'll occasionally see people like crossover episodes. Because they were there for multiple things. So there's one guy who was pivotal in the creation of He-Man. But he appears in the Barbie episode because he was there. He was a VP of marketing at the time. When that lady was uh, like convicted of fraud. And he knew exactly what she did. He, he, he said, like, the CEO, she claimed that hot wheels were being sold she'd load she'd have trucks loaded with hot wheels and then sent off to a warehouse and then say that they were sold in order for the books to look good 
for investors. And then eventually she got caught and the investors got mad. And then that led to legal action. And then she got kicked out of the company. And th that was that. But this guy, he tells this part of the story because he was there. But then he's in the He-Man episode because he's the guy who sold He-Man as a concept to the toy stores, to Toys R Us in Toy World. Like he's the he was there on the ground floor and he worked with the artists to get He-Man off the ground. And that's also like a ridiculous story. Just like the creation how the creation of Battle Cat was just complete bullshit. Like an artist trying to prove the marketing guys wrong and the, it ultimately being a success. Like there's so many different stories in this documentary series that are not just like interesting or not just like cool, but they're also like very personal because the way they have, the way they interview people, it's, these were like pivotal moments in these people's lives. Very important things that these people did. Um, Skeletor was based off a real skeleton. Well, well yeah. Well, what else would he be based on? No, no, no. I don't mean skeletons. I mean a particular skeleton. The artist who drew Skeletor had an experience where he found a dead body as a child. And it haunted he, him. For so the, he made Skeletor? That's what he was trying to think of the scariest thing he could come up with. And he remembered, I, I don't want to spoil it, but I'm going to spoil it because <laughs> this Does guy, it... there's so many interesting facts about these, these toy lines in these movies. The guy who invented one of the, he drew all the characters, right? And he argues that he's one of, he's like the father of He-Man and all that, but he's one of like three or four guys that all contributed but he man had a lot of dads yeah he man had a lot of dads and when he was a child he went to i think an amusement park in long beach california right and then there was like this haunted maze that you can go into and he went in he was a kid and the skeleton would pop out towards the end of the maze and scare the ever-living bejesus out of you right and he remembers Those bejesus he remembers <clears throat> as a child he looked at that skeleton it scared the bejesus out of him and he was confident he was like that is a real skeleton that is not a, a prop he knew as a child and then 20 years later i believe it was 20 years later it came out on the news that it was in fact a real skeleton what it was in fact a real dead body that was used as a prop in a haunted maze at an amusement park for decades and that's that's what that's he, one way to hide a body yeah it was the scariest thing he could think of because it haunted what? him forever what was it did it have like gristle on it like scraps of meat like how it, it's just Maybe. all skeletons look the same it's a skeleton Maybe I don't know. They they you know they sh they come up with a a, a dramatic reenactment, right? But he doesn't get too into the details. He just knew, like, as a child, he he says he knew that it was a real skeleton, and that's what informed the creation of Skeletor, at least the original 
iteration of Skeletor before the TV show was made that made mm-hmm. Skeletor like a much more comical character, you know? In the in the cartoon, he was way funnier than in the original comic. <laughs> See, you royal boob. Like, it was... Because the show goes over, the documentary series goes over the people who created it, but then it also goes over its impact culturally with its fans. Yeah. It, it, I mean, there's only so much. I feel like it would... You kind of have to if you're going to keep it interesting. It's like oh, you yeah. have to connect to the audience. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it's then it would become more dry. It's just a yeah. factual documentary. Mm-hmm. Just like going... It's a timeline. It's a history class. Exactly. But, but it, mm-hmm. it kind of... Because actually, I think I might have seen a little bit of one of the episodes. They did mm-hmm. an episode on Elf, right? The, yeah, the movies, the movies that, that made, made us. They did do an episode on Elf. That one was also pretty interesting. I think I saw a little bit of that. Like they were describing how they, mm-hmm. at the last second, they decided to change the entire, like the shot list for all of the North Pole scenes. They decided to mm-hmm. make forest perspective work, even though they hadn't planned for it at all. Yeah. Something like that. Oh yeah. And which, which ended up, I mean, I love that movie and it looks great. It's, mm-hmm. I mean, what are we watching Lord of the Rings here? Yeah. But, it's, uh, that movie had crazy technical difficulties because they wanted John Favreau, you know, directed that movie and his pitch was that the all of the North Pole elements had to be like those old-timey stop-motion Christmas movies. And that's right. So maybe I did see this whole episode, but yeah, like that's how he got the job from yeah. what I remember. He because he happened to pitch it to somebody who knew exactly what it was going to be like who also wanted the exact same thing like it like yes it had to be it has to look like this and if you could make it look like this we'll give you the money to make it and i yeah. believe that was so the case it, it was kismet they yeah. and it worked out they wanted it to be a classic and it ended up being a classic but yeah the so I I guess I have seen an episode and I really did enjoy it so yeah I mean, I I wouldn't mind going back and watching some of these but mm-hmm. I looked up the Wikipedia mm-hmm. I didn't realize the movies that made off that uh-huh. made us is the spinoff it's the yes. toys that made us was the original show yes because I I don't think I've seen any of the toys that made us but did you watch McMillions McMillions no the, is that a documentary yeah. No, I did not uh, see McMillions. When you were describing this mm-hmm. show, mm-hmm. it reminded me of that, which is another kind of dramatized documentary about uh, an event, which okay. I guess th- this can be uh, movies that made us slash toys that made us slash McMillions episode. I guess so. No, but that this is just my comparison because it's what it reminded me of mm-hmm. because it's a documentary about an actual event, something that happened. But it, they do their best to keep it from getting too dry. Yeah. They color it as much as they can. They get, like, there's a, there's actual, like, FBI agents that were involved in the case. Mm-hmm. And there's a, there's a couple guys. There's one guy who just, like, he could talk your ear off. He's super interesting, super out there, but he's just really entertaining. Mm-hmm. So they they interviewed him a ton. And the story was actually pretty interesting. It, do you you don't know anything about it? You never watched it? No, I never seen. It. I think I've seen it recommended it's on, to me. 
I'm pretty sure it's on HBO. I think it was just a six episode mm-hmm. uh, limited series. Like it was just the one limited run, and then you know they told the whole story. Yeah, um, I'll have to check that out then. Yeah, maybe I should. Maybe we should do an episode on that. It was pretty good. Mm-hmm. I remember it being just one of those big things everyone's talking about for a couple weeks, but then yeah. I think it lost a lot of people because mm-hmm. it wasn't the most compelling. But if you follow through, it was pretty good. But basically, do you remember growing up in the 90s, McDonald's had the lot, the Monopoly mm-hmm. uh, sticker like game, the lottery yes, game? Yes, I do remember that. They had rewards yeah. in varying amounts all the way up to a million dollars. You could win a million dollars. And there, no, no one I, ever I get, did. I, honestly, yeah, I, I don't want to give it away, but... I guess that's not really the point. It's not a plot twist. It's yeah. the there was a ton of corruption. It was horribly rigged. Like yeah. there was just and it wasn't really McDonald's. It was the advertising company mm-hmm. that ran this uh promotion with McDonald's that ended yeah. up But it wasn't even them. It was someone just a security guy who worked for that company. I, so I've heard this story. I think I've heard this story without watching the documentary. But it yeah. it goes on for like over a decade yeah. because they had that promotion. They would happen like once a year or something, like mm-hmm. or consistently throughout the years. And then, yeah, it's just millions of dollars were just stolen, yeah. basically, for, because, because this... people weren't uh-huh. actually winning the million dollar prize. Yeah, was it because this guy had just had access to the safe or something? Like, I don't want. I'll have to watch. It. <laughs> I'll have to watch. It it's it's a pretty good watch. It's I not heard the story before. I think. Yeah, you can just think of it as an extended mm-hmm. one of the episodes from Movies That Made Us or something, but this is The Fast Food That Made Us. The Fast Food That Made Us. And th- another interesting thing about um, this documentary series, I guess every documentary series is supposed to do this, but you know, I watch a few documentaries. I don't always get this, right? The historical context of the event in which it's taking place Right, so like, um, I had an example in mind. Now I can only think about Barbie again, but you got Barbie on the brain. Well, apparently, people didn't like Barbie at first, like at all. People hated Barbie, just the concept of Barbie. They thought she. What's up? Didn't she like upset the market? Like people just had like the American Girl dolls, the Mm cab, not Cabbage Patch. Was that? That's not old enough. I think that's but later, like, yeah. There were just basic dolls, but then yeah. the Barbie doll kind mm-hmm. of rewrote the whole playbook on that, yeah. right? On toys? This, yes, but this is even before that, right? They do go over, I believe, like the Jeanette, the, the Gillette razor business model, how they ripped that off in order to sell dolls <laughs> and clothes. But um, Is that the, the marketing on, like, you buy the one doll, but you buy just... Packs and packs of clothing. Packs and packs of clothing and accessories. And that's the way Barbie did it for decades. But before Barbie was a success, the origin of Barbie is that she's based off of a sex doll. Oh, no. A quote-unquote sex doll. It's actually a little bit more innocent than... Only slightly more innocent than it sounds. Barbie... The original Barbie is almost a one-to-one replica of this doll that this German doll that 
German men would purchase for their girlfriends or their significant others. These dolls wore outfits. And the men would pick out the dolls with the outfit they like and then they give it to their significant other and it was a way of telling their significant other that they wanted them to dress like this. No, 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 yes. no. <laughs> no, yes. this is so gross. It is. It That's about as gross as it gets. But Barbie then moves into sort of like more... It, the creation of Barbie is upsetting. Like, is upsetting to, to some people, upsetting to uh, in other ways to other people. Like, Barbie has... I don't want to give too much away, but, like, that's the start. That's the inception of Barbie, right? After that point, after the inception of Barbie, there's, like extreme focus test to figure out how to make barbie works right hiring a rocket scientist to to reverse engineer this doll to build it and him becoming some sort of like uh mega mega millenni- mega millenni- i can't pronounce the word but just this crazy millionaire in the hills like it's it the history of barbie is long but full of weird incidences right and that's just the episode on barbie every toy line that it goes over has similar stories where just weird things happen and weird characters make up the teams of people who made these toys. And then that, are, what's up? Are you going to see the Barbie movie? I am going to see the Barbie movie <laughs> mainly because now I know so much about Barbie, right? The group of executives, the group of female executives that led Barbie to success in the, through the eighties and nineties were referred to as the pink berets because of their, business brutality like that's i'll leave it at that like it's ridiculous and they 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 do talk about how like whenever barbie was put in the hands of men they failed you should watch the show to find out why because it's also very gross but this sort of these interest this these collection each episode is sort of like a collection of the most interesting things that made up the history of this thing on top of how well it connected to people and what it meant to people. And that carries over into the movies that made us, right? So, like, the episode on Die Hard was particularly good. The episode on Elf was particularly good. I'm trying to remember. Home Alone was also an interesting watch just to learn that Joe Pesci had immense difficulty not cursing in this movie (laughs) cursing at little macaulay culkin exactly so what he had to do was he had to invent for himself a new curse language where instead of exactly that's the ones all that every time he does that in a movie that's when he wanted to curse because Cursing felt natural to him to what was happening to his character. <laughs> well, yeah, some, what, like a, a mid-90s, like, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, super comes from nothing, lower class, working class thief. Mm-hmm. He's, of course, he, an, I'm, I'm assuming he's Italian because it's Joe Pesci. He's, yeah. Of course, he's probably from the East Coast, New York, Boston. Of course, he's got every other word out of his mouth he's going to swear. Yeah, and so he had to come up with a way to curb that so that way it wouldn't end up in the movie. And 
I kind of want a dirty mm-hmm. version of Home Alone now, an R-rated version. <laughs> well, we'll never get it. But... Just the whole, the exact same movie, just Joe Pesci gets let loose. He gets uh-huh. to say whatever he wants. Yeah. I mean, we got a little bit of that in Violent Night, right? Joe Pesci. Not Joe no, Pesci. Just, just like, just you know. Just because it's similar. It's an homage yeah. to. There's an homage to Home to Alone. Home Alone in Violent Night. <clears throat> but I don't know. Violent what Night else. was good. Violent Night was good. Watch that, folks. I'm really I'm looking forward to the sequel that they announced. Yeah. <laughs> and what else can I say? Because I can't just keep telling you guys stories. Well, I mean, the, I know. I I feel like this is your kryptonite because yeah. it's a it's a it's an interesting show, an interesting documentary series, mm-hmm. but there's so much detail. Yeah. I feel like if someone were to take a bet mm-hmm. against someone else mm-hmm. that I could keep Josh talking mm-hmm. without interrupting him and see how yeah. long he'd go they would probably get you started on something like this yeah it, it would you be, would just you would go and go and it would, I would never just end keep going forever the episode on robocop was also really good just just it's just a great fun well what's up i mean what i was kind of wondering mm-hmm. was because when we talk about shows on here you describe the show overall and you compare it to other works. But mm-hmm. this, I feel like it's hard not to delve into the individual episodes and talk about them because there's so much interesting facts. But what, like, how do you feel about this show as a show? Like, how, what can you compare it to? That's the tough thing. How, what do I compare it to? There's not a lot of documentary series. I tried. Series. I compared it to McMillions. You did, you did compare it to McMillions because. Like you've seen McMillions and you sound this. I have not seen McMillions, so I don't I don't know how to draw that comparison or how to equate that comparison. But well, how many? What's up? What other documentary series have you seen? I've seen a lot, and I I've like well I almost say a lot. There's a few that stand out that like I love, but again these are like very entertaining documentaries, right? So there's a documentary called Screwball, and it is about. Um, steroids in Major League Baseball, but it is it focuses on a few specific characters. One character being what's up? More like more like tiny balls, more like shrunk balls. Oh my god! It, it came to me too late. <laughs> so, Screwball focuses tiny, primarily tiny balls. Oh my god. Primarily focuses on the doctor, quote unquote doctor, who prescribed all of the steroids to a bunch of uh, baseball players. Like, and, to the Bash brothers? Uh, was he around that time? I don't think so. I think this was uh, the Bash brothers were. I think they mentioned the Bash brothers, actually. I don't know if well, that, he specifically. Yeah, that was a whole. Well, I, I guess I should preface by saying most yeah. of what I know about. Uh, the Bash Bros is is from uh, the Lonely Island. <laughs> <laughs> the Lonely Island, but um, specifically, this guy gave drugs to A Rod. If you know about, I think A Rod yeah, yeah, is, yeah. is one of those few baseball players that sort of like transcended baseball because of the scandal, because of his <laughs> ego. Because he transcended baseball. Transcended baseball. I think he would love that word. Uh, A Rod. Well, Who who's up? he married to? He married he, someone famous, right? He was married to J Lo. That's right. Uh, for a while. J-Lo and A-Rod. And if you don't know about A-Rod's self-portrait of himself as a centaur, 
then you'll learn about that in this documentary. Wait, um, put 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 it show it on the screen. You could pull it up and I could, couldn't I? You're absolutely right. Oh my god. And then it ends up being a rickroll. Uh no. As a which by the way, I, well, I got to fit some kind of tangent in here. Let me distract you for a sec. Uh-huh. Are you aware Is of Paul it? Rudd? Yes, I'm aware of Paul Rudd. But did you apparently Excuse me. I can't remember mm-hmm. if it's with Conan or Jimmy Kimmel or something, but he has a running gag. Mm-hmm. He comes on to one of the talk shows. Yeah. Conan, it's specifically Conan. It's Conan, right? Yeah. And he's every time he comes on, he's years. pretending to to uh, promote some video of his or some video, something he's talking about, and then it's always some clip of some some goofy thing, right? Mm-hmm. Some music video or something. I've never heard of this. I just found out about this recently, probably because I don't, I didn't really watch Conan that much. It was it was a clip from the movie Mac and Me, which is a ripoff of oh. ET, and it is it's specifically a scene where uh, this boy in a wheelchair rolls downhill and falls off a cliff <laughs> <laughs> and lands in a lake and out from the water comes like you see the alien but you don't see the alien in this clip until after the kid has fallen in the water like the alien doesn't save the kid. Like the kid falls off the cliff into the water, and then the alien notices him. Oh my god! Okay, so I found the image. It's sort of Why hard. Why does he do it? Oh my god! So I don't know. So it's it's kind of hard to fucking. I'm trying show to us, show yeah. us the centaur. I'm showing the centaur. I'm gonna show it to the audience first, right? This is this is the centaur, right? I I know you can't. Audio listeners, uh, check us out on YouTube to to see this or Google it. I'm having a hard time believing like this is the actual one that they showed in the documentary. But if you Google A-Rod as a centaur, there is (laughs) like multiple versions of this because I'm not sure if people have actually – I'm not sure if there's a photo of the real portrait exists anymore because I tried to go on Sports Illustrated or tried to go on like one of these websites – on complex.com and it says like the image is no longer available it's kind of ridiculous so let me send you that link real quick i mean i just chat. google imaged it yeah it's google, google image. image search it's a rod as a yeah yeah it's i weird. got some i got something it, it's weird <laughs> like ignore the photoshopped ones like it's just fucking weird and anyway that's not what the that fo- that portrait is not what the documentary is about but they mention it because they sort of have to, right? Can <laughs> how and can so, you avoid it? How could you avoid it? Now, it's an interesting documentary because of the scandal, because of the the name drops, and because of like this, like what was going on, and some of the characters. These are real people trying to give you like their version of events, right? And very few people, if not anybody, is likable in this because either the people involved in this are either morons or corrupt or i mean there's there's a couple of good people in there who are just like yeah i tried arresting them sort of worked out sort of didn't like it's 
it's baseball politics on top of drug use and scandal and shady business practices. And then there's a tie-in with the mafia. There's a lot to unpack there. But the best part of the whole documentary series is that all of the dramatic reenactments are played by children. What, what do you mean? So... Every time there's a dramatic reenactment, right? So they'll have there'll be a there'll be a grown ass man in a chair, looking right at the camera, giving his two cents, telling him like, "This is what happened," and then as it recounts it, as it does the flashback, whew, it goes to then a, a video of reenactment, but with a child with a fake mustache. <laughs> so these children are reenacting like all of these events. As these characters, because it's just fucking funnier. It's. <laughs> Isn't it. Weren't you telling me a long time ago you took mm-hmm. like an improv class? Yeah. And the funniest you were mm-hmm. was you describing a girl fell like yeah. face like fell. She tripped yeah. and fell on the street uh-huh. and her face was just off. Her face was just gone. It's just it's, gone. Her face fell off. Like the mother screams, the other, you know, the other person in the scene just goes like, "My daughter, her face," and I'm just the guy on the phone telling nine one one. He goes, "Yeah, it's gone." It, that was it. That was the funniest. This is the funniest I had ever been in front of a live audience, right? The, her her face only is the one gone. Time. Her face is gone, but it's just funnier because they're kids reenacting like. They put they would put the kids in like muscle suits, like fake muscle suits, just for the steroid scenes. <laughs> okay, what? <laughs> Was there? Wait, how old are these kids? These are like nine year olds. <laughs> <laughs> Did these they are... show them like taking drugs? Like, Le- I'm I'm pretty get, sure they taking do. injections. I'm I'm like pretty a big sure fake do. like stuffed animal needle, a plushy needle. I I'm pretty sure, right? So screwball, yeah. Like I'm, I'm looking at something about this sounds familiar. I feel like I've seen clips of this. You, you might have, right? So hold on, I'm, I'm pulling up photos right now. So, oh my god, okay, this is, this one's even better, right? I'm gonna show the audience first, right? This is what audio listeners get on YouTube, right? This is some. These are some child actors, as, uh, as people who. Work at MLB, right? I'll send you the link to this, Matt. If I could just figure out how. Jesus Christ, message. No, paste. You're not supposed to see this, people. Oh, my God. And then... What are you, what are you showing? I'm, well, it's just like, you know, I'm a chat history and all that. So I'll blur that maybe <gasps> in post. It's like... It's our chat history specifically. So... <laughs> So all those evil things you said to me will be seen by all. But uh, it's so ridiculous. Here, let me show you, people. Let me show you some other ones. On the far left here. I do see children. Yeah. On the, the, there's a kid in a suit and tie. Yeah. On the far left, there's uh, the child who plays A-Rod. And behind him is the portrait of A-Rod as a centaur. Centaur. Wait, centaur. What are you looking at? So you could just... Type into like Google image search screwball documentary and you can see all of this. We, we have to come up with a better way, a better system. This for me showing you things. 
but it is like they have a kid in a bald cap wearing like a muscle suit, but then the sleeves that he's wearing with the muscles have tattoos on them. And <laughs> it's just great because it is it's it's taking the piss about the whole situation because the scandal, the whole scandal is ridiculous, right? Um, And it's just hilarious. It's just a funny, funny fucking story. Right, I like it. I like that they, yeah, they got ridiculous with it. Yeah, it's a lighthearted tale of buffoonery and stupidity, and pride and ego. Like it's so fucking stupid. Everything that happened in real life, these things happen in real life. I another that's another documentary I recommend. So that would be the documentary that's I would say is closest to. That the ones I've seen closest to toys that made us movies that made us because it's so lighthearted, and because there's jokes sort of like weaving. It's in not. Between. It's lighthearted. But it's not like goofy yeah. like that, right? They don't have kids. No, acting. no. Toy toys that made us and movies that made us don't have isn't that goofy, but it's lighthearted. You know, it, it is about. It's more wholesome, definitely. Toys that made us and movies that made us far more wholesome than Screwball, right? Um, but like, what else? I just don't see a lot of documentaries made that way, you know, with that type of style. But then another documentary that I do want to talk about, just because I want to talk about it now, is uh, The Battered Bastards of Baseball. Have I told you about that one? What what is with the baseball? You got a thing for baseball? Well, no, it's just a very... Here's the thing. I love a sports documentary. I don't like... I don't (laughs) watch sports. I don't watch sports. why? Because they're so dramatic. These Did these you... sports players are so dramatic. Their lives are so dramatic. I just it's learned. over the top. So I just learned, reading a bit of trivia, right? Because I didn't watch The Last Dance about Michael Jordan. But I should because I just learned this thing about Michael Jordan. That he was so competitive, right? That he would use any sort of diss against him as fuel in order to push himself to work harder to defeat that other team, right? Which sounds pretty standard. But the step he took further was that he started to invent things. He started to imagine people hating him, like other players beefing with him. No, no, no. You know what you're describing is that scene in Waterboy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, that's exactly it. Gatorade, Gatorade. (laughs) No, that's actually it. Because that's how it was described to me, so right? You're saying Michael Jordan is Bobby Boucher. Michael Jordan is Bobby Boucher. Hands down. That's it. We need to start pulling out just like zingers, just like non sequiturs from our episodes, and this one would be Michael Jordan is Bobby Boucher. Michael Jordan is Bobby Boucher, and I'll tell you why. Because same way Bobby Boucher had to imagine his opponent across from him to be someone evil in order for him to allow himself to be brutal on the field, Michael Jordan would do much of the same. He would imagine another player on another team said something about him or maybe there was just a slight bump or or something. He would take offense on purpose. What's that? I can't imagine living like that. Like I get, I mean, ath- we're not athletes. We're, not, we're, we're certainly not, not athletes. professional athletes, but... Mm-hmm. Can you imagine living your whole life like that? You're 
I don't have I to mean, imagine. There's like this Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant uh, were are well, yeah, were two the two most competitive people in, in basketball, which is why know, they pushed but, themselves so hard. But to have to I mean your whole it's your your whole life. If you're a yep. professional athlete, that's your career. Mm-hmm. You spend most of your life your day focusing on that but then to try to delude yourself into believing like those guys they they were cheating they were they they said nasty things they've been horrible people i need to yeah. beat them but, yeah i anyway that's that's what i heard about michael jordan because his competitiveness is is famous for that reason and like, yeah these i mean guys... I, he's he's well known as one of the best basketball players in history i so i mean it, it that's what it took to get him there that's what it took that's what it took to get him here i'm also trying to wonder because you know what i, I heard about him what would you hear about him his arms that extend he he, <laughs> he helped the looney tunes defeat the monsters he did help the looney tunes defeat the monsters <laughs> and they were evil not really they were evil but, you know i did you see the new space jam i i, I, I skim through it <laughs> and it was I never horrible. saw I haven't seen a minute of it. <laughs> it's so horrible. Don't watch it anybody. It's Don't LeBron. watch it. it. And he's horrible in it. I will yeah, say I... I will say he's not worse than Michael Jackson. No, I Michael Jordan. Right? <laughs> Very wrong Jay Oh there. man. Quite a quite a comparison. No, also, but uh anyway. You know what that? Sorry, I I feel like I have to detract. I, mm-hmm. I I gotta throw some zingers in there. Yeah. But it just reminds me. You're a fan of Dunky, right? Yes. We're both I am. fans of Dunky. Yes. I forget which episode it was, which video, but he made a video, just bashing on the horrible acting from mm-hmm. the uh, NBA games, the yeah. the any of the basketball yes. he does video he, games. He's done that a few times. I'm sure he has, but uh-huh. and then he shows a bunch of clips because I I don't play any of the sports video games, but mm-hmm. they really are so bad. Yeah, they are. It's like they can't. Like I get you're a professional basketball player, you don't have to worry about you know being a good actor, but still. Yep, that's just the so, way it is. Dunky, partner with us. We're promoting you. We're we see you, Dunky. We see what you're doing out there. We see you. We see. Join you. us, brother. Join us. Talk to us about movie trivia. But <laughs> the battered bastards of baseball, right? Also a very interesting story. Not at it's wholesome, I would say, but not as goofy as screwball and maybe not as colorful in style as the toys that made us and the movies that made us. What about Moneyball? Moneyball, it's up there with Moneyball. Moneyball's a movie, a dramatized movie about events at the Oakland A's, Oakland yeah. Athletics Club. But Screwball is a very, not Screwball, The Battered Bastards of Baseball, a very similar story actually to Moneyball. Where, But this is not Major League Baseball. This was AAA Baseball. Are you familiar with the AAA system? Or the, no. Uh, that's not minor league baseball? That is minor league. That is the oh, minor, okay. minorest league there is. So there's, I think there's there's major league, then there's single A, double A, and triple A. And I believe 
this oh. story occurs. They make in- great batteries. Exactly. Actually, that's closer to the truth than you know. Because am I pissing you off? Like I no, can't feel like not. I keep interrupting you. No, you're not at all. And I believe this story takes place in the AAA league, because what happens typically what happens is if you're not familiar, the leagues are all used to develop talent to be moved up to the major leagues. So a lot of major league players had to play through these leagues and rise is their it, way up. I'm not I'm not a huge sports guy, but is it similar to like Premier Leagues and like in uh you know like European football? No. I've seen Ted Lasso basically. We talked about it. Have Obviously, you seen, seen Have you seen Welcome to Wrexham, which I guess is a documentary series as well? I wanted to, but no, I haven't seen it. So the difference with the UK foot, uh, football league, right, is that the whole team can move up in in a yeah. league, can move up to the next league, right? That is oh, not. Oh, I see. That's it's not, not the case. It's that's players not, moving through individual layers of yes. the. So gotcha. a player can move bet- between leagues throughout their entire career, depending on their performance. Um. But in the foot in the UK football or the European football, the whole league moves. The whole team moves into a next another league. But in America, the ML, MLB, the uh, the minor leagues are really just talent farms, and that's all they're supposed to be, right? And um, these minor leagues, they they fill in the smaller cities, right? So like the smaller cities will get the minor league teams. And, you know, they'll get games and whatnot, but it won't be the major leagues and it won't be as exciting. And I played T-ball uh-huh. when I was like seven years old. Does that count? Yes, that is okay. quadruple A, quadruple A. <laughs> and also, I there's nothing in between. It goes straight from triple A to quadruple A six year olds. Yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> but so what happens is Portland loses its team. Major League Baseball pulls out of Portland and Portland, Oregon, of course. And there's no team at all. No minor league team, nothing, right? So Kurt Russell's dad, the actor Kurt Russell, his dad, who was an actor, also an actor, uh, made his career off of Westerns, right? He was like in. He like died. He was in, a cowboy. He was a cowboy, and he died in like two hundred movies and shows or something ridiculous, right? You have to watch the the documentary to find out. And you know, Russell, not Russell, uh, Kurt Russell, is interviewed in this, and he tells, uh, he's one of the people being interviewed for this, and he talks about his father's baseball team and how he got to play on his dad's baseball team because his dad retired, didn't really know what to do always loved baseball and then went and got himself the rights to start a minor league team in Portland, Oregon. And the success of the team was so big, was so good. The team was so good that Major League Baseball saw them as a threat and tried to take them down. In a lot of ways, I'm I'm skipping to a they, major plot point. What's up? But they don't play in the same league. How are they a threat? Major League Baseball owns all of the leagues, right? 
right? So it's a corporate monopoly over all of baseball in America. And so who's threatened by this? It was a triple A team. No. Yeah. So Kurt Russell's dad started a triple A team where major league baseball failed to create a successful team in the minor leagues. So nobody gave a shit about the team that was there before. And nobody went to the games. And then in comes this actor from Hollywood, this retired actor that bar- barely anybody uh, knows, comes into he town. He it. He did. <clears throat> but here's what happens, right? It's they Major League Baseball literally would take Major League players and drop them down to the AAA league just to defeat this team. To prevent this team from winning the minor league. And for year after year, they came this close to winning that trophy. But they were never allowed to win by Major League Baseball. Okay. And I feel like we shouldn't get too far into the details, but I, I it just seems, yeah. it seems odd. Well, But I think the point is, mm-hmm. I, I, I really got to stop getting you into documentaries start stop getting you talking about documentaries yeah I know. There's so we're not much. here to talk about the details but but there's I, a I, lot I, sorry i i get what you're saying there's a lot of intrigue there's a lot more to the story which i think is a big part of a lot of documentaries mm-hmm. nobody makes a documentary about something nobody cares about mm-hmm. they seek something out that's something that someone some audience might be interested in mm-hmm. and then i think the good documentaries end up showing you teaching you interesting things things you wouldn't you didn't already know yeah and that's probably what we're picking at here is you there's a series toys that made us and movies that made us that you particularly enjoyed and i think that it's probably just a proven formula it's mm-hmm. just something some kind of um field so really anything some kind of interest with a lot of information with a lot of history a lot of people tied to it yeah i What's have, have i talked <laughs> okay josh now it's my turn uh-huh. have you have i told you about glitter no <laughs> as in powder <laughs> oh you don't you don't know josh i don't know so a, a while back, I think I saw it on a TikTok or something, but someone was describing the fact that they came across this article. Let me find it. I'll link it to you. Mm-hmm. It was an article talking about someone from some, I think some New York news publisher, uh, news publisher, mm-hmm. not New York Times, maybe something something similar, like you know, like medium sized, yeah, um, nothing crazy. It was just a little like small interest piece but someone went to this glitter factory a reporter went to oh it is new york times maybe Mm -hmm. it is well let me see uh someone went to this glitter factory in new jersey which happens to be the largest glitter supplier in the world Uh and this whole article just goes on to talk about the mystery of glitter. There is so much more to it than anyone has ever known about until so they started reading this article. And I got su- I fell into this rabbit hole pretty deep, uh-huh. and I kept telling people I knew about it. I was like, here, read this article. Tell me what you think. We need to talk about this. We need to talk about glitter. It's okay. What do you what? Tell me what you know about glitter. I don't know anything about glitter. I assume <laughs> glitter is just like finely diced, like confetti. 
Like that's okay. all I'm, I'm assuming. What what is it then? What is confetti? How do you define confetti? I don't know, man. You can tell me anything, and I don't know. <laughs> no, okay, but where would you start? Okay, confetti. You think of like those party blowers, those tubes yeah. you pop, and like it's paper, right? Okay. The point is, it's well, little pieces imagine, of color. I imagine it's plastic, right? Because it's it's reflect. It's highly reflective. Right, so it'd have to be some sort right. of like it'd be start off as like sheet, very thin sheets of mirrored plastic, of like iridescent plastic, right? That's then chopped and then minced and then diced until until it becomes confetti, and then that confetti is then taken and diced even further until it's fucking sand. Is the only thing I can imagine. Okay, well, that's. You're, I mean, you that's the basic idea, uh-huh. but uh-huh. when you really get into it and you start looking into it, uh-huh. it gets much deeper than that. If you want to just talk about the science of it, it, it gets a little... Is it made no, out no, of no. horses? Well, I don't know. That's the thing. It could be. No, but I'll tell you just real quick. That's just the basic, the boring uh-huh. part of it is, yeah, I, I'm just skimming the article. It says aluminum metallized polyethylene uh-huh. terephthalate. So uh-huh. yeah, it's like it's a metalized kind of plastic. Mm-hmm. It's it's you know chopped up really super fine, mm-hmm. and then there's just this whole like refractory amount of that it it contains. Like it's glitter is meant to just be able to reflect a certain amount of light, whatever. But the point is, after that, after you just know what glitter is, mm-hmm. it's everything else about it. This article is this uh, this reporter, she goes and interviews these people at this giant glitter factory. And there's these certain pieces of information that she admits to inquiring about, but she couldn't get an answer to. Like what? There, there, I really should find it so I can quote it directly. It's all right here. It's just, it's a long article. Mm-hmm. I'll link it to you. But um, it's something like, Glitter, it's something like eight, 60 to 80% of the glitter, of all the glitter that is manufactured in the world, uh-huh. is bought by a single industry, uh-huh. and we don't know what it is. They would not tell this reporter what uh-huh. it is, but it's a consumer product. It's something that everyone uses, and they we don't know what it is still. And glitter is... No, because then that get, because the next question you don't have an answer to it. It's is the glitter that's being purchased is the eighty percent being purchased by a company that's then putting the glitter into something? But we Apparent, don't know. What, we don't know what it is. They wouldn't tell her what it is. Uh huh. Let me let me try to find uh-huh. it. Uh huh. Okay. But why wouldn't they say the name of their customer? Because the customer refuses to be publicly known. The customer doesn't want anyone to know that they are buying a majority of the world's glitter. But what That's do they the need, thing. What do they need the glitter for? So they're using glitter, uh-huh. and it's got to be a massive industry, yeah. And but they don't want anyone to know what, what it is, that they're, whatever they sell has glitter in it.
What? Well, your, your thoughts, Josh? I... God damn, I didn't think it would be, like... <sighs> this is, like, there's such a thing as designed ambiguity, right? So, like, this... It's not designed... Well, I suppose it is designed ambiguity if the, if the person buying all this fucking glitter doesn't want to be known. But... The absence of knowledge... Not just the absence of knowledge, but the existence of the question without the answer is what's interesting about this. And it bothers me that there's no answer. It should be like there should be a simple answer to this. Okay. Well, I mean, there is, but we're just not allowed to know it. Okay. Let me quote this one That's line the from the article. That's the next question, though. Why aren't we allowed to know it? I know. Okay. Let me quote this one line from the article. Uh-huh. It's uh, it's after the reporter is talking to a woman, a representative of this, because she went to this one glitter company, which uh-huh. I think serves as the largest glitter manufacturer in the world. They provide uh-huh. most of the world's glitter. Uh-huh. And the company is called GlitterX. Uh-huh. So she says, when I asked Miss Dyer if she could tell me which industry served as GlitterX's biggest market, her answer was instant. No, I absolutely know that I can't. Why? I don't know. She wouldn't say. Okay. I'm going to say this. I work in events, right? I'm just going to let everybody know that. I work in events. That's why my schedule's so hectic. Right? Every, everyone, dox him. Find, it, find out what events he does. You can't. I sign, <laughs> My company signs NDAs, which I'm a part of, right? So... For me, I work in events. That should be enough, right? I sign NDAs. That's all you need to know. What have you worked on? I signed an NDA. You can't know that. Why can't I know that? Because people, my clients don't want you. They're not even my clients. My company's clients don't want you to know that, right? Where do you get your stuff from? We ain't telling you so you can undercut us. Like there, I know the reasons, right? Because these are private events. Not all of them are... Uh, I can't even say anything beyond that, actually. But it's like... Josh throws all of Obama's parties, and Obama I doesn't want wish. anyone to know. Where does Obama live? <laughs> anyway, he's not hes not over here. Well, it's, but I think it, he's from Chicago. He must live back yeah, there, I would maybe, assume. Maybe. No. My, I have a cousin who actually worked at a catering company, and she actually did... Mm-hmm. Her company did throw a party... I think it, it was for Obama. It was one that he was heavily featured as a as like one of the main guests. Yeah. So she got to meet him, and he was there. And I think, mm-hmm. I think it was when he was still president. Yeah. Although no, he wouldn't just openly attend parties. I don't know. She yeah. met Obama, and she was at his party. I can say, for certain, I've never done a party for Obama. I can say that. <laughs> I can't say anything else. Um, Donald Trump, though. Nope, not him either. No political <laughs> figures. I'm not, you don't work at a, what was it called? Four Seasons Total Landscaping? <laughs> no, I don't work there. Um, <laughs> God, how do you fuck that up? <laughs> Jesus Christ. It was it was his concession speech. Nobody cared. Oh, I, I mean, obviously Trump cared, and like I'm sure plenty of his staff did, but I don't know. I how think it was fa- just his farewell. It was karma. It was the ultimate karma. How do you book a place... Without going first, like never mind. Anyway, I'm I'm sure because I, I think I, it was some 
it was basically the equivalent of a PA. It was some intern uh-huh. tasked with just booking it. They had been to the Four Seasons Resort, uh-huh. and all they did was a, a, a not nearly in-depth enough Google search for the phone number. Uh-huh. And and that, that must yeah, have been it. <laughs> that must have been it. But anyway, my point is, if you were to go to my company, right? I can't say anything here on the podcast because I'm just an individual, right, Who who's an employee. But if you were to go to talk to my company and the people who are in charge there, they would tell you, right? They would tell you that they've done parties in which industries, they won't name specific names, but they'll say, we do parties in this industry, in that industry. We're not, we're like, we're pretty industry agnostic, right? Like, they'll they'll say that. Like, they'll, private? Private pri- parties? Private parties. Is that, I can't say anything. Anyway, it's so like, <laughs> but it's, they'll tell you. Because they're trying to sell themselves to the next big client, you know, so that way we're known. It's a, you know, about self promotion. But here's the thing: eighty percent of their business is from one person and/or company, and so they won't say they'll do anything that client says because they get so much fucking money from them. But why? Why doesn't the client want to be known for buying glitter? It has to be going <laughs> into food or something. Like that that's the speculation I've heard from a lot of people I've I bring it up to. Uh-huh. They're like, What what are they doing with it? It's gotta be in our food. Who knows? It's in the cinnamon toast crunch. They're tracking our poop <laughs> and they can tell whose poop is whose by the glitter. By the glitter. That that's the that's also what's so compelling about this to me is, whatever it is, how how could they be using it? How are they using it on us? It's got to be a consumer driven industry. But what is it? What is it? Like eighty percent of glitter. It has to be expended. It has to be an expendable. So food makes the most sense. Those were loose figures. But yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, I, I mean the. The first thing that comes to mind for me sometimes is mm-hmm. um, with most tasers, uh-huh. like the, the taser guns that shoot the, the like electrical leads at people, like the police tasers that they mm-hmm. use, the guns, The whenever they fire those, these tiny little scraps of paper with like serial codes on them mm-hmm. are fired out with the, you know, whenever they use the gun. Mm-hmm. That way at a crime scene, they can tell exactly who fired a charge yeah. of their taser because it's like the the code is on the little piece of paper yeah. or whatever. So I'm thinking something that gets used and needs to be identified and like glitter is the way to do it. I I I don't know. But it's just glitter, right? It's not like glitter with numbers on it. I is know, it? but I don't know. Maybe maybe some in some company is coding the entire bottom of the ocean with glitter to have some kind of way to map it. Okay. Like they they're just shooting lasers down at the out. bottom of the ocean and then Hear it's reflecting out. stuff back on. Hear me out. Now we know birds aren't real, right? <laughs> Wait, hold on. what? What if Okay. What if fish aren't real either? God. What if fish are manufactured 
and their shiny scales is all glitter. Uh, it, maybe that's what makes fish scales glitter. Like, listen, it's it's all glitter. It's all glitter. Maybe that's what we're feeding all the fish in the ocean. That company's number one customer that takes up 80% of their glitter? Poseidon. Making all the fish. <laughs> they make the fish. That is the worst joke I've ever said. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you've said worse. Shut up, Matt. Shut up. And with that, let's close the episode. Oh, boy. <laughs> I uh, Let's try and link the glitter article in in our in these uh okay wherever you, these are posted yeah you sent me the link i'll link it in the to, in the description okay good thank oh you i want you to read it too and we'll talk about it next week i don't want to read it i'm so no tired. no no it's my Trust bedtime me. no you don't have to read it now it's it's a really interesting read all right just, fine. just give it a read it's the answers to these questions should be simple and the and, and maybe the fact, they are. And the fact that there are no answers is what annoys me. And that's what <laughs> is leading to my intrigue. Like, there should be some... Like, it's such a tease. It goes like, why? We don't know. Why can't you tell me? <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> that's probably why I remember this article so well. Mm-hmm. And why I've, I'm pretty sure other people have had a similar experience it's it's like my one concession into uh-huh. conspiracy theories because it's just glitter who cares but i i just i love oh to speculate God. about it i want to know where the glitter is going also watch wormwood in terms of conspiracy theories oh no wormwood it's it's dramatized there's some good actors in it you know it's still a documentary series it's dark it's moody it's about the cia doing shady shit really good watch that one too folks right so hopefully we've convinced you to check out the toys that made us and the movies that made us available on netflix wormwood battered bastards of baseball and screwball also on netflix millions mcmillions is it on netflix i thought it was on hbo well maybe it's on millions is on hbo Uh uh-huh um i would double check to make sure screwball still on netflix i remember at the time when i watched it it was but well Actually, sorry. Let me interrupt really quick. Uh-huh. As of right now, I know Netflix is there's a lot of controversy. Uh-huh. So while you still have your Netflix account, if you still have it right now, mm-hmm. maybe check this out. Maybe but check this out. I know out. a lot of people are moving away from Netflix because of this whole mm-hmm. password thing. Yeah. So get it wherever you can, folks. Because it might not be Netflix. Might not be Netflix. Get it wherever you can. Now, if you've enjoyed this podcast, consider following us, mainly on YouTube and Spotify, because that's where we upload the most. And eventually, we'll get I'll get on TikTok, eventually. Um, but I've recently gone through a social media cleanse where I no longer have any of the apps on my phone. So uh, He's going to get him back. By spring, he's going to have him they're, back. They're brainwashing me, man. They're brainwashing me. I can't, <laughs> I can't handle it no more. The you're birds. already brain that's what you need to realize you're already brainwashed the, br- the birds aren't real man they're real the birds are real <laughs> stop it all right the birds are real right all right train derailments in ohio there's toxic chemicals everywhere the chemtrails are real now that there, there's chinese balloons everywhere there's chinese balloons everywhere it's ridiculous 
Anyway, this has been Consume Content, where we help you consume content. We hope you'll consume this content. We hope you've, cons- you've consumed this content if you made it by this, by this point. So we hope that's a dog. And we'll end it. She there. hopes you'll consume this content too. Goodbye. <laughs>